Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Level Up podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And we're going deep on a specific topic again today. So we've got Greg Harrelson with us. We have no guests, so we are off the chain. And uh, we're going to go deep on whether we want to be rich or be right. And this is super, super interesting, Greg. This is something that's come out of uh, our conversations and your conversations with agents. And let, let's just start. Uh, it actually came out of uh, a conversation we are having behind the scenes with a recent guest and kind of strategizing about how to get them to the next level. So I know you encounter this all the time because people reach out mm -hmm. to you on Facebook uh, Messenger and they reach out to you by email. And the question is always, well, how do I get to the next level? And what you've isolated a lot of times is that they've decided or they've labeled themselves in a certain way. And I want you to go go deeper on that. And, and what do you mean by, uh, you know, either we can be rich or we can be right? So, uh, it, God, I, I just love the thought you can be rich or, or be right. And, um, and, and here's, here's what I think. That there are so many real estate agents, and 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 I don't even think this is is relevant to necessarily real estate. It's relevant to just everything. Yeah. We we label ourselves. You know, there are people out there. You'll see them on the playgrounds, um, in you know, in children's playgrounds, as well as you'll see them at any level in in adulthood, where people will say things like "I can't" or "I can," or "I don't want to," "I don't like to," "Oh, I could never." All of those things, I could, oh, I could never make outbound prospecting calls. Well, you're right. And so mm -hmm. the challenge is, is we end up saying something like that, like, oh, gosh, that's just not for me. And then what you do at that moment is you set up your entire business to prove that you're right, that that wasn't for you. So you never attempt it. You never try to gain the skills in order to to be good at it, no matter what it is, whether it's making outbound calls or or if it's anything else. If you say, gosh, I don't think I, I you know, I'm just not that coordinated. I could never play tennis. Well, see, you're right. And what will end up happening is you subconsciously. And a lot of times consciously will do things to prove that you're uncoordinated. So then you never even attempt to play tennis. Right. And what I'm saying is you have to give up the labels that you've placed upon yourself and get out of your box and just make the attempts to do things that, you know, will help you get to the other side. Hmm. And I think that it's it's real estate agents putting labels on themselves and then living up to those labels, making sure that they prove themselves right is the hindrance. Now, every once in a while, you'll see some, you know, outlier where they're, you know, they're kind of different. They'll say, you know, they'll see a sport and they've never played the sport ever. And they'll say, mm -hmm. I could do that sport. Shoot, I could take that sport up and I can learn it. I'd be, I'll be damn good at that sport. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They spend all their time and effort trying to prove themselves right. But because right means that they're getting out of their box, learning something new, because they believed that they could do it, they did it. But when mm -hmm. they said they could do it, they didn't really have any idea whether they could do it. Just like those real estate agents that are saying that they can't do it, they really don't have any idea whether they can or cannot. Mm -hmm. But it's their belief in the label that they placed on themselves that it determines whether they're going to be successful in that particular area. Okay. 
So, so where I see this tie into some of the things that we've talked about and that I've been reading about over the last couple of years, um, and there's a great book, Psycho Cybernetics, is actually sitting mm-hmm. right behind me. It's one of the top five recommended books of all time. I think where this ties in, you talk about a label, and I think the the label, if we were if it if it sunk in early enough, and like if we repeat it often enough, uh, it becomes part of our identity, and that when it, which is when it's really dangerous, right? Because then our yes. identity is not. I am a person that does whatever it takes to succeed at what I choose to do, which is probably the healthiest identity to have. We we allow all these other things to seep into our identity, like, well, I'm this type of person, or I'm I'm a salesperson, but I'm not really a business person, or I'm an entrepreneur, but I don't really do cold calls. Like we we we're the ones that kind of put all these labels on us, as opposed to the label of I accomplish my goals and I do what it takes. To accomplish the goals like that's like that's the healthiest identity that we can probably have um mm-hmm. and what, what we learned in psycho cybernetics is that look whatever label that we put on ourselves whatever identity like whatever seeps into like our very soul level of what we think and believe about ourselves becomes like this the the end point for the heat seeking missile that is our entire life right mm-hmm. and so we spend our entire life zigzagging towards the mental picture of ourselves that we've decided is right and that may not be right at all. It may just be what we've decided is the label that we're going to give ourselves. But unfortunately, all of our actions, all of our emotions, and most of the work in our daily lives ends up leading towards what we believe about ourselves, yeah. uh, which is the great, the, I think the great revelation of psychocybernetics is not just that that's true, it's that we can recondition what we believe about ourselves. We can change the label. We can let that go. But it's like you said, you have to be willing to let go of being right about who you are in order to like shed that label. And I think that's the, that's the part that trips us up is because really it means that if we're going to, if we're going to shed that label of what we think about ourselves, we have to be willing to be wrong and realize that part of the work that we've done and the the mistakes that we've made that have gotten us to that point, Mm -hmm. like they were like that reflects negatively on us and we have to own it. And I think that's what trips a lot of us up is we have to be able to look back and go, yeah, but that was like, those were mistakes that I made. And it was an outgrowth out of me thinking wrong about myself. And I have to be willing to acknowledge that I've been thinking wrong about myself for the last 10 or 15 years. And it's very difficult to let that go. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to, I'll be a little nitpicky is um, <laughs> we need to let go that thinking that how we've been for the last 10 years is wrong, wrong. Okay. See, the, the term wrong and right need to be removed. Mm. Okay, so no, so yeah, so no moral judgment on it. It just is what it is. It is what it is. It is an gotcha. Yeah, that's true. It just is, right? Yeah. So it's not yeah. like the last ten years was wrong, and I need to rethink. I'm like, I need to break. I need to mm-hmm. fix something that I, that's been broken. No, how about like, let's just choose a different conversation. Let's just say instead of yeah. saying this, start saying this. I wrote down as you were speaking, and Good. and I'm surely always listening. So when I'm writing, you know, it's because of you've touched on something that I want to address. As I said. We have a perception of an activity, and then mm-hmm. we create a label for ourselves that supports or protects us from that activity. Yeah, yeah, of course. Prospecting is uh, like I'm prospecting. I'm not, that's bad. Mm-hmm. So we create a label. So we have this perception that prospecting is blank. So then we put a label. Well, I'm going to work. I'm, you know, I'm just going to be a buyer's agent. And then you actually now do your actions are all there to support the label to protect right. you from whatever it is that you don't like about that activity. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a crazy mental game that we're playing. You know, another so a, a few labels or identities. Let's go deeper because you said identity. A few identities that I think people are too quick to place on themselves. Label slash identity. I'm a buyer's agent. I'm a listing agent. How do you know? Like, like when you come in, how do you know? I mean, I see it all the time. Uh, people coming into this. Oh, I just want to be a buyer's agent. Well, hmm. tell me a little bit about the, the listing side. What is it about the listing side that you don't like? Well, I could never make cold calls. Who the hell said you had to make cold calls to be a listing agent? You see, they had a perception of right. an activity. Then they said, well, I don't like that activity. I don't like my perception of that activity. Right. So therefore, I'm going to create a label and call myself a buyer's agent so I don't ever have to do that activity when they could have changed, never said any of that and chose a different path to actually obtain listings. Didn't have mm-hmm. to be through cold calling. Very true. And now they're stuck in working with, some, uh, in, with buyers. Now, it can happen on the flip side. Somebody could say, I don't want to be a buyer's agent. I want to be a, a selling agent. Another area where I think, and I do believe in, 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 in personality tests. I do believe in that, mm-hmm. but I think that people need to be careful at beating their their chest saying, I'm a high I, I'm a high S, I'm a high D. Well, that tells me you're a low ver- a V. If you're a high, if you're telling me I'm a high anything, then I'm going to tell you you're likely to be a low V. You know what V is? Okay. You're low at versatility. Okay. And so I see that all the time is, is even in leadership. Well, I'm a high D. So I'm a leadership. I'm going to be a high D. Then, and then that person, because they place that label on them, they've got to live up to that at all times. And if somebody's a, a, any particular personality, D, I, S, whatever they are, uh, that you would be, if you label, if you continue to repeat it over and over and over again, then you're going to always have to live up to that. And there are times where you don't need to be that person. You need to be more versatile. Mm. Just another example of where the personality test identifies their identity. They're actually so stuck on that identity that they lose versatility and they lose so much opportunity because they're living up to the label that they put on, on the top of their heads. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it's a very interesting one because uh, I, I don't see that. Uh, well, I don't see it quite pop up as often, and, and it might depend on the people that we're talking to. But I feel like I like I run into more people that deal with the pressure to be versatile and trying to be something they're not, rather than the people who take like figure out what they are and then take it like too much, a little too much pride and let it sink down into their identity a little bit too much that they are this and they can't change. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, I think and we're kind of going so off into like deep. Co- we're going off into deep communication uh, levels of communication right. conversations. But again, people don't need to have any pressure of trying to be something they're not. How about actually just trying to be with the damn people that are in front of you? <laughs> in in what sense are we talking that's about? That's versatility. In a, in just being, that's I mean, versatility. Versatility is to be with the people that are in front of you instead of trying mm-hmm. to be something different than you are. So if you're dealing with somebody that's yeah. uh, analytical and you're a driver, instead of trying to figure out how I can be more analytical, how about just try listening to the analytical a little bit more and then let everything else just take its natural place. Yeah, that that is a very that's a hard skill to develop. Um, and it's well, it's it's hard in the sense that it just takes time and it takes focus and attention, just like anything else. So I don't want to say hard practice. in the sense that it's difficult. It takes practice, yeah, but it definitely is a sales skill to be able to adjust and alter 
our natural personality type to adjust to the person that we're in a sales situation with. Uh, now, granted, if I were going into sales now, um, like my goal would be to attract as many of the people that are compatible with me as possible. But still, if I do run into somebody that I do genuinely want to work with and they're an ideal client for me in other ways, but I have to like tone down my high D, right? And bring up my high C or whatever to, to kind of compensate for the fact that maybe they're a little bit of a high C and they need some time and they need things to be explained and I need to bring my facts and figures like I'm fine with that. Um, but I do, I, I would want to pair that with let's find as many high D, high I people. And let's attract as many of those people. So I have to do as little of that adjusting of my personality as possible, which is a marketing problem, right? There's, yeah. But I, I do, uh, yeah, 100% agree there is a, a need when you're sitting in front of somebody else to have the versatility to be what they need us to be, not just what we label ourselves to be. Um, sure. And, that, and that's, that there's never not going to be a situation where that is necessary. Like we're just around other human beings and half the population is not high D. So I know, Greg, you and I both work with a lot of high D folks that probably take a lot of pride and label ourselves high D. Mm -hmm. And we and also that's an excuse for us to like run roughshod over the people that aren't sometimes. Yeah, because we've got to prove ourselves right. And so also in real estate, though, going back to more of the real estate side where I see a lot of people um, labeling themselves as I'm a buyer's agent. I'm a listing agent. You know, I'm a direct mail person. I'm an open house person. I'm a prospecting a prospector. These are kind of all the labels and, and, and all I'm saying uh, with the or, or I think that we're trying to share with the audience on in the context of be right or be rich um, is that don't limit yourself to the things that you feel most comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Get out of the box a little bit and consider that the label that you put on yourself is your box. OK, so getting out of the box is like saying, OK, maybe you're good or not so good at whatever that label is, but don't let that limit you. Yeah. And so a lot of this is language. It's like instead mm -hmm. of saying, you know, I'm a buyer's agent, you know, it should be, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a consumer's agent. In other words, you you work with people, whether they're mm -hmm. buying or selling. Now, I'm OK with specialization and do believe in specialization. Yeah. I just yeah. see that this is like a very common label people put on themselves too early and they never get a full spectrum of what's really out there and the opportunities when it comes to building your business. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing to do it from a business perspective. It's a business decision that this is what's best suited for me long term in business. There's a whole other reason to do it just because you're you feel limited or you're avoiding activities that you're uncomfortable with and you just want to stay in a box of doing things that are comfortable. So yeah, I, yeah, both of us 100%, uh, you know, encourage people to specialize not just in real estate, but just in business in general. Um, but yeah, that's not what we're talking about here. So be rich or be right. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Greg, how do people connect with you? Uh, just like I say every time, just connect with me on Facebook Messenger. Easiest thing for me and uh, best response uh, time for you. All right. And then for the podcast, go to thelevelupodcast.com. You can grab it on iTunes, Stitcher for the audio version. You can grab the video versions on YouTube. Just look up the Level Up podcast and uh, make sure to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. And if it's a topic that you enjoyed, make sure to call that out. If it's a guest that we interviewed on the show, make sure to call them out and thank them publicly for paying it forward and sharing what they're learning and doing. Uh, that way that they uh, they understand that they're getting, you know, you're, they're delivering value to the real estate community by coming on to our podcast. And we appreciate everybody that's sharing the show. Um, we love that you guys do that. Uh, you guys are sharing it with your fellow agents and your brokers and all that good stuff. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for, the, for participating in the latest episode 
episode of the Level Up Podcast, and we'll see you on the next one.